kids were playing around with the Ouija board and it got out of hand to the point where like weird things were happening around their ha- house and stuff like that. They chopped it up with an axe and then threw it in the garbage and then it just appeared back on their table. everybody welcome to the paranormal portal podcast i'm your host brent thomas thank you so much for joining us as always we appreciate all of you out there and thank you so much for your wonderful support remember if you've got an experience and you'd like to be a guest on the show please reach out to me you can reach me at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com Bob Gemling, and you're listening to the Paranormal Porter. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Portal podcast. I'm your host, Brent Thomas. We got an amazing show lined up for you guys today. I'm going to be talking to Travis from Ohio, who's joining us, and he's got an incredible series of events that he's experienced in his life, and he's agreed to come on and explain them all to you. So let's get after it. Welcome to the show, Travis. How are you doing, brother? Pretty good. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, and thanks so much for coming on. Uh, I think this is awesome. You and I have been talking for a bit about your experiences, and, and it's been a cr- pretty crazy journey, huh? Yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I guess one of the places I always like to start on the shows is, you know, for when I'm talking to people is, where did it all begin, or what is the earliest memories that you have of paranormal events in your life? Well, pretty much, I know I got, like, three hardcore events I really can remember, but, I mean, there's a couple things here and there, but mm-hmm. uh, there was one time where, like, uh, I have a half-sister, and my oldest sister was in the basement and it was back in the day when it was okay to smoke in your house and all that stuff. And they're in the basement smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they said they heard something weird in the basement. And when they heard that, you know, they came upstairs and told my father, my father went downstairs and he got all freaked out and stuff like that. And I was, I, I may not be a hundred percent on this, but I want to say I was six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. I know I couldn't be any older than that. Okay. But, uh, you know, my parents were talking in the kitchen with my sister and stuff like that. And so I got really curious. And so I went downstairs, even though, you know, nobody stopped me and I'm very curious. And so <laughs> I went downstairs and mm-hmm. I don't know. I, we have a old side to the basement, which is built in like the early 1900s. And then we have a new side to the basement. And so the old side to the basement, it literally looks like you threw cement on the ground. So it's, it's not flat. It's all rickety, the floor and all that stuff. And then the new side is all nice. Now there's a step down to the new side, like a foot step down. Mm-hmm. So that plays into this whole thing. So I went down there and I went, to the new side and as soon as I went to the new side I heard like this weird 
don't know, like a voice, but it kind of sounded like a, kind of sounded like a, like a, a walkie-talkie. That's the best way I can say it. Like a walkie-talkie with somebody like garbling on the other end. Uh-huh. You could not make out one word, one syllable, one anything. But as soon as you went to the old side again, it would stop. So, like, I don't know. Am I allowed to do, like, an impression on here or no? Oh, please, yeah. If you can make that make an impression, that's awesome. Okay, well, hopefully I don't sound too stupid. But <laughs> point <laughs> being is, I remember clear as day, like, it was yesterday, like, when I was on the new side of the basement, you could hear, like, something, like, static. And then, like, garbling, so it's kind of like a... Wow. Kind of like uh, kind of like a like a spirit box. If you oh. ever heard a spirit box, it kind of sounded like that. Oh. But it was the same voice and the same garbling, and you couldn't make out a syllable, a word, a vowel, uh, anything. It was just it was just garbled. But as soon as you stepped up onto the old side of the basement, like like two steps up. You stepped on there, took two steps on the old side, it would just stop. Wow. And what weird to me is it would speed up. Like, instead of just a consistent talking like I'm talking right now, it would speed up real quick. So it would be like, and it would stop. And we could not figure out what it was. And also, too, just so everybody else knows, my family is really, 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 really religious. Mm-hmm. So this type of stuff doesn't fly. We don't play with Ouija boards. We don't play with any of that stuff in the house. We don't do any of that stuff. We don't play with ghosts. We don't play with any of that stuff. So for this to happen is crazy. Yeah. Now, this happened. And I had an uncle, well, I still have an uncle, but I have an uncle that's been in and out of prison his whole life, pretty much. And he stored some of the stuff in their, our basement because obviously he was in prison at the time. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much he's in prison more than he's out of prison. Oh. But uh, he, uh, he had like four or five boxes stored in our basement. And I don't know. My mom slowly but surely started going through boxes and she started taking them outside, taking them outside, taking them outside. I don't know how or why she had this idea to do what she did, to be honest. And I'll see if she was still up right now. I would love to actually ask her. But she just had this weird idea to just take things out and figure out what's going to stop it, because there's something weird down there, you know? Mm-hmm. So we came to the conclusion that there was a box of tapes, VHS tapes. And once those were out of the house, like, all this stopped. Oh, okay. And so she started screwing around with the tapes, and I don't know exactly 
what was on them or what was said or anything. All I know is just, I don't want to lie or anything like that. I'm just speaking from what I know. And so point being is, I guess she found a couple tapes that they wouldn't burn. Like she had a box of tapes. Like, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's going to understand what I mean by this, but do you, do you remember those big, huge, giant cardboard um, Avon boxes with the handles on the side? Sure. I, I actually do. My mom sold Avon for a while when I was a kid. Yeah, so did my mom. That's the reason why we had these boxes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was actually inside one of those Avon boxes, man. And it was filled with VHS tapes. And so we figured out once we took that one box of VHS tapes out that all this stuff stopped. And so we took it outside. And my mom, once I said, once again, it just, you know, we're very hardcore when it comes to, you know, the Bible, demons, all this stuff. And so we freaked out in the sense of like, once you took it out there, it was quiet. There's no problems no more. Mm Mm-hmm. So with that said, she started burning them mm-hmm. inside one of those little, I don't know, little tiny grills, charcoal grills you get at like Dollar General or something like that. Like they're the size of, I don't know, what, a foot and a half, yeah. two foot? Mm-hmm. Do you have the little metal legs and all that? Oh, sure. Yeah. So she started melting all these tapes. They were all melting, all melting. No problems, no problems, no problems, no problems. Everything was just melting, melting, melting. And then she got to, I think it was two or three tapes. I mean, once again, I was so young, I forget. But I remember looking out my back door because she yelled through the back door and she told my dad, she was like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but these tapes aren't burning. And my dad's like, what are you talking about? And She's like, look, and she was squirting that lighter fluid that you use to actually, you know, start a fire and stuff. And she was squirting it on the tapes. Jeez. And they wouldn't burn. They just sat there and burned and burned and burned and burned, but they didn't burn. Like, they looked brand new, just like I could just take them out right now and just throw them in your VCR, dude. Oh, like, they, they looked perfectly fine. They were just sitting there uh-huh. for about 10 to 15 minutes. Wow. And then after about 10 to 15 minutes, they actually started to kind of a little bit wilt on the side and then melt, which made no sense in my mind. And it like grafted into my memory yeah. of seeing that because I seen it through my back window and it was nuts. Yeah. Wow. That's so unusual. Well, yeah. I mean, those things were just, they were just fire grade plastic, <laughs> kind of like a, a model car or whatever. It didn't take much to make those things go up in flames. So the fact that it was burning off all that fuel and not igniting, that's, that's pretty creepy. And what's even more creepy is the fact that we melted how many VHS before these and they just stood still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's not. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm glad that she got them destroyed. Though. I got a laughter. I got a laughter about this just because you know it's been so many years. So it's just I don't know, just weird to me. But it's just I have no explanation for it. But 
Yeah, well, at least they got burned. I think that's the big thing. So whatever whatever was attached to that or or impressed upon it, hopefully, got the you know the transition by fire and is no longer a problem for us. I grew up like I already said, very religious family, and one of the people that we talked to, we talked to, we talked to, uh, uh, that we call them elders in our church. Okay. And, uh, one of our elders actually told us a couple stories. So I'll, I'll share that with you. Just, I don't know, stories that he's told me. Sure. And I, uh, I can't get into details. I, I wasn't here for any of this stuff. So okay. this is just hearsay from him. Okay. But he told me a story once that um, these kids were playing around with a Ouija board and it got out of hand to the point where like weird things were happening around their ha- house and stuff like that. They chopped it up with an axe and then threw it in the garbage and then it just appeared back on their table and they did the same thing again and it appeared back on the table oh. and then they threw it into a fire and it appeared back on their table. It took like two or three times like that and then they had to go over there and do all this stuff, I guess, and then finally it fixed it. I don't know, mm. but yeah. they were freed from that and then this is the craziest story I heard from him. Um, he told me about this ring. There was um, there's this this person that was actually at one of the congregations I used to go to back in the day when I used to go to church and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, she uh, she she went to a yard sale, right? And okay. she found a ring. And she really liked this ring. And it was just really nice and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so she got it. She put it on and everything was fine for a couple of days. But ever since then, like, I don't know, she got, like, demoted from her job. Mm-hmm. Her life started to, you know, go downhill. Sure. I don't know, stuff with her kids. Like, issues just started happening in her whole life. Mm-hmm. And then she got to the point where she started to actually connect the dots, I guess. And, um, she pretty much, she was driving over, uh, uh, an underpass where there was like a big, huge Creek uh-huh. or river, you know, Creek river, whatever you want to say underneath of her. And she just got sick of it. And she goes, she goes, none of this stuff happened until I had this, you know, ring. And so she took it off her finger and threw it out her passenger window over the overpass. And she said she heard it scream all the way down oh, until it hit the water. Oh, yeesh. Now, once again, this is a story. I don't know if it's true. Sure. <laughs> right. I just heard it. I just heard it from somebody really high up in my church. Mm-hmm. So, Yikes. That is, I mean, it, it would be the first time I've ever heard of, uh, uh, you know, an attachment to a, a piece of jewelry do that, but I wouldn't put it beyond reason. I mean, there's, there's, uh, so much strange out there that me questioning stuff is, is, uh, I, I guess basically I keep an open mind about everything because I just, I've heard so many stories over the years and I can't discount them, you know? Oh, so that's why it's just, I like to express the fact that, you know, this is what I heard. This is what it just, Absolutely. I got a couple of stories to tell, but those are the only ones that I can witness with my eyes, my feelings, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Other than that, I just thought I'd throw those two in there. 
like it, it was three steps. It was literally like one step, and then his second step was literally right in the medium. His third step was pretty much on the burr, like right there where the grass meets the road. question for you actually okay by all means does it seem like the more you search you get more retaliation back no not too much i i guess you know i i I don't really have a whole lot of experiences with a lot of negative pushback from things like any other you know quote-unquote forces activity activity sometimes um i i will say that one thing that I've learned, uh, and I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but I've heard from listeners. I get, I get emails from listeners like, you know, I've always had an open mind for this stuff, but since I've been listening to the show, I've had these weird experiences and, uh, you know, it's like, well, I hope, (laughs) I hope I'm not, uh, you know, uh, encouraging that to happen to people. But I, I think that it's probably, uh, more, a mechanism of people being interested in the subject. And so maybe those spirits that are around these people are like, Hey, they're listening about the ghost stories. Maybe I can make myself known now, you know? So I, I, I'm, I think that that's very interesting because maybe when we talk about this stuff, it does create a resonance and an energy resonance that if there's anything around, they might go, Hey, what's going on over here? You know, that kind of stuff, but it's anybody's guess. That- or that or maybe it could just be like um maybe since you talk about that stuff maybe you're a little more i don't know aware and alert of things that could be or could not be sure paranormal around you you know absolutely you know i i i think that anybody that experiences paranormal activity is in some way changed by it and i'm not saying that it leaves like a a dark mark on you or anything. I'm just saying that it exposes you to an energy that maybe most people in the world will never experience. And so maybe that creates a sensitivity in those people to have more experiences because there does seem to be uh, a phenomenon where people experience one thing. They're more, more likely to experience more just because they've been through one experience. And, and I, I just wonder if maybe they don't become more sensitive to those energies and therefore, have more experiences because they're aware of the energies around them. And I agree a hundred percent because, you know, kind of a side topic of just like, like I got three main stories for a fact that mm-hmm. I know are hardcore to the fact, but I got a couple other stories to the sideline that are just kind of weird and just it happened is what it is. Mm-hmm. But no point being is like my sister, my sister, you know, she does tear card reading and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that almost every house that I've been at, like there's always activity. I remember one time we were making like, like for real, I don't care if you believe me or not, but we were making, I think it was like macaroni and cheese or something like that. We were making some kind of pasta dish or something like that on our stove. And like her spice rack turned at 45 degree angle and all the spices flew off the wall. Oh. And also inside that same exact house, I seen 
her electric, one of her head electric fans, like, moved by itself. Whoa. Like, by itself. I got pictures still on my phone of, like, like I don't know. The best way to explain it, it, it looks like fog mm. coming from different areas of the room and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know. It just seems like if you just start poking in certain areas, yeah. things are going to start putting their heads up, yeah. you know? And that's, I don't deal with that. And like, <laughs> like I, I thought it would be kind of cool when I was, you know, stupid, dumb <laughs> with my friend and we like to get sure. drunk and go adventure into the woods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we started, you know, checking out grave sites and stuff like that. We did the Ashbula County mm-hmm. uh, train wreck, that, a big, huge disaster and all that stuff. We went over there and, you know, we've seen orbs. We've seen all that stuff. But then again, who says that that's dust particles compared to, you know, actual orbs? Yeah. Well, there's so that. that's the reason I like the stories that I know are the stories I stand by. Sure. And the stories that I just said might be true too, but I'm not going to stand by those because that could be, you know, yeah. that's in the wind. Who knows? Yeah. No, I think you're right. I, I, I don't think, I think it's important to, to maybe weigh this stuff with against logic as much as you can, because I, I don't think, everything is paranormal all the time. I think that in most cases, a lot of stuff can be explained, but when you have huge experiences, like, you know, the ones that you're going to explain as well as the one that you did explain that defy the logic. And then it's like, well, whatever you're left with after you challenge it against everything possible, whatever's left has got to be the truth, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So the, the the issue I got, and this is the reason why it took me so long. Like I've told, I've expressed this to you already personally, mm-hmm. but for all the viewers listening right now, I just want to be honest to the sense of like my, my experiences are so vast to the fact that like, I feel like nobody would take me credible mm. because you know, if I smash my hand, I smash my hand. And I got a credible reason why it happened. But if I got a thousand reasons why that happened, people aren't going to believe me. Right. And so, you know, and especially because so many people doesn't believe in any of this stuff. And in all honesty, to be honest, I really don't believe in any of this. I just believe in what I've seen with my two eyes. I don't know if there's aliens. I don't know if they're demons. I don't know if it was a projection. I don't know if it was just a play of my eyes. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. All I know is what I've seen. Sure. And so I'm trying to do the best I can to report this mm-hmm. and let people know. And especially because I listen to the podcast all the time and I love it because I love to hear that I'm not crazy. Other <laughs> people in the world will yeah. see this. Absolutely. They see this, they hear this, they deal with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. So, And that's why I reached out with you, because you're you're way more understanding than other people in the world. You, oh. you don't judge. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I, I just think it's important to hear people, because I think when, when people have paranormal experiences, oftentimes it's incredibly isolating. You feel like you're all alone, but it's, you know, when we can create the dialogue and have the conversations, I think we all stand to learn a lot more. So, 
Well, why do you think it was 2013 or 2014 I witnessed this mothership fly sure. over my head? It's taken this long in order for me to talk uh, about this to somebody uh, else. Uh, I told a couple of people and people don't believe me. And that's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And you know what? I'd rather, you know, I'd rather be struck dead with lightning than mm-hmm. somebody call me a liar of what I witnessed that day. Sure. No, I understand. And I'm, I'm thrilled that you chose to come here and, and have that conversation. It's an incredible story. Oh. I know our listeners are going to love it. I'm I'm thrilled that you let me do this because yeah, brother. For God's sake, I love your podcast. I listen to it <laughs> every day at work, man. So this is awesome. Well, thank you very much. I'm I'm humbled. But uh, yeah, you want me to do the, yeah. the whole big thing? Absolutely, because I think that's a real valid experience. Absolutely. There's a closed off road, and me and my buddy we were hanging out on the side of this closed off road, and we're hanging out in his car. And there's a, I don't know, it's pretty much like a dumping ground. Like a lot of people like to throw like their trash there and tires there and stuff like that. Oh, sure. So um, we're there and we're just hanging out. And it was, I don't know. It was probably, I don't know, 1030, mm-hmm. 11 o'clock at night, something like that. It's real dark. And uh, none of us stars out. And there's no... There's no street lights on that road, not like that. We're just hanging out, and there's a hump in the road where, like, if you're approaching us, you can't see anything at all. Mm. So, like, it, I don't know, it gives, like, a horizon of that, uh, effect. Okay. The best way I can explain it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you get, like, this glow of just, like, light and fog because it was really foggy at night. You know how it gets foggy at night, so... Mm-hmm. So it was real foggy, and I just, I don't know, was, this orange glow. And there was this person, looked like a person, I don't know. But point being is, is I don't know, this this person it looked like walked yeah. three steps right across the road. So it, it was three steps. It was literally like one step, and then his second step was literally right in the medium. And then his third step was pretty much on the burr, like right there where the grass meets the road. Mm-hmm. And then his fourth step was in wherever the, where the hell he's going. Mm-hmm. And we seen it and it was just, it was like a shadow what we seen. And it was crazy. And he looked like, like he had this big, huge beard type thing. And you could say, Oh, well it was a person, but dude, there's no way in hell Somebody's going to walk three steps across a two-lane road. Yeah. There's no way that's going to happen. First off. Second off, his arm, he had like, like I don't know, it looked like, like matted hair. Like, you can see, like, literal hair, mm-hmm. like, hanging off his arm. I, I didn't pay attention to his leg, so don't ask me about that. But I just know for a fact that, like, his arms, he had, like, he had, like, like these little like droopy things hanging off his arm. Mm-hmm. And then he was tall, tall as hell, tall as hell. Like he had to be at least like, I don't know, you and me talk. I told you for a fact, like he had to be at least eight foot tall, somewhere yes. around there. Yeah. Well, I'm five, I'm five eleven, mm-hmm. And there's no way that I could put a monkey cost 
Tuman and walk across the road and look as tall as him. He had to be at least a foot and a half taller than me. Like, he had to be at least, like, eight foot tall. He was huge. And my buddy looked at me, and he goes, he goes, you just see that? I was like, yeah. And he goes, he goes, what the hell was that? And I was like, I don't know. He goes, dude, do you think that was Bigfoot? I was like, shut up, dude. There ain't no Bigfoot. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, it had to be. And then I was thinking about it over all these years, and I was like, dude, that, that made no sense. I was in a place where there's an abandoned house, mm-hmm. woods, nobody around. Yeah. It makes no sense that somebody would cross from wood to woods, first off. Second off, nobody, I don't know anybody that's eight foot tall unless they're like right. the best and the best of the best in the NBA. Yeah. So, no, that's weird. That really is. That's really a powerful experience. And, you know, of all the ways to see a Bigfoot, that's a pretty good way because it's in a, it's at the distance. It's not like coming at you. It's just in the neighborhood and you just happen to catch it. So I think it's a very yeah, powerful experience. Across the street. Yeah. Very powerful experience. And you're in Ohio. My God, you know, you're in Ohio. That's the home of the grass man. And, you know, tons of sightings of Bigfoot in Ohio. That's why I told you like yeah. for real. No. I was on Wheeler Creek. I was on Re- Wheeler Creek. Mm-hmm. That's where I spotted this at. So if you guys want to go search, that's where I've seen this happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about eight years ago probably, but yeah, for real. Yeah. That's where I, Wheeler Creek. That's incredible. Wow. Very cool. I think that's a great, great experience. And, and, you know, not every experience has to be it roared at me, it threw a tree at me. I mean, the the whole idea is that people are seeing stuff that's not supposed to be there according to traditional logic. And it certainly is there because people are coming back and saying, I saw this. I don't know what it is, but I saw it. And your testimonial to that effect is just as powerful as everyone else's. Yeah, but it just, I don't know. To me, it's intimidated you got to come up and say that to somebody and people yeah. think you're crazy. You some know what will. I mean? Some will. Yeah. But it's, th- it's not the norm. It's no. not the norm. And it just, I don't know. It's irritating in the fact that I know for a fact what I witnessed with my two own eyes mm-hmm. and what I felt with my hands, what I felt with vibrations or right. what I heard. I can't report to anybody because nobody's going to believe me. Well, you know what? It's more normal now than it's ever been, though. And that's the thing, is that I think people have come a long way into having these discussions, whereas 15 years ago, nobody would have been talking like this, you know? But now people are having these discussions, and the number of people that are coming forward saying, hey, yeah, and I saw something very similar to that, and, and adding to the dialogue. So I think it's growing. It's growing exponentially, and, and it's the bravery of people like yourself that are willing to come forward and make that happen. Well, we're getting up to the whole UFO experience I dealt with, and that was in 2013, 2014. So what we're talking about right now with the whole Bigfoot stuff, Mm -hmm. that was probably literally 2009, 2010, maybe 2011. Hmm. It was this big, giant saucer type shape. And when it came over the bottom of it, it looked like kind of like a pizza. 
Like, you could see splices in it. It looked like somebody built it in their backyard, kind of, in a way, I guess. So walk us through that experience. What was it? What happened? So it was either 2012, 2013, somewhere around that range. I I can't remember the day or the date, and I apologize for that, but me, her, and my dad, we went to the Cleveland Air Show. So we went there, and I, I remember it was a Blue Angel, so that might help the date. I don't know. But the Blue Angels were flying that night, uh, I mean, that day. And so we were doing that. Everything is cool. And so I took her home, and we're all cool. Everything's fine. And then the very next day, I went and I hung out with her, and she lives, I don't know, maybe like 20 minutes away from me. So I drove her home. Everything's fine. Everything's cool. No props. Then the very next day, after the air show, I went and I hung out with her. Everything was fine. We went out. We got food and, or went and got a movie, something like that. doesn't matter. Point being is, I dropped her off at her house. And I was on my way back. So I'm driving down 307. And once again, you guys can go ahead and look this up. Like, I, I don't mind giving a little bit of, you know, personal info, but here you go. Uh, Ferrante's Winery, you can look that up on Google. So 307, I was traveling down. I stopped at Ferrante's Winery because I seen this weird, I don't know how to explain it, but I seen this weird thing coming over the trees. And if you've ever been here, you're going to know what I'm talking about. There's a trailer park across like the parking lot. And so like trees are, I don't know, 55, 60 feet in the air. They're pretty tall trees. Mm -hmm. So they're pretty freaking tall. And so, uh, beyond those tree lines, like that, there's a, you know, a mobile home trailer park. And so I, I, I was driving down from Jefferson to Geneva and I'm driving and I'm driving back and I pull into Fronte's winery because I see this big, huge, giant disc flying in there. And it, I, I, I don't know what the hell it is. Like it's this big, huge disc in the air and it, it's crazy. Yeah. So I pull into Fronte's winery and no, I wasn't drinking. No, I wasn't drunk. No, I wasn't doing no drugs. No, I wasn't anything. I I literally left my girlfriend's house after I dropped her off, you know, for our date. And I was coming home. Mm -hmm. I see this thing. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I pull into Fronte's winery. And I pull into there. And this thing is coming over my head and I get out of my car 
I remember it like it was yesterday, man. It was just when I started. I'm a firefighter, so it was just when uh, I got my 36-hour course. Mm-hmm. So I got I I just joined the volunteer fire department, and I just got a light on the top of my car. So I had a little Ford Fusion black, you know, and I had a little light bar on it and all that stuff. So, you know, I was all excited about that. It was like two weeks before then. So I know, you know, I got my little light bar on top of my car and all that crap. And so, you know, I'm flying down the road. I see this and I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I pluck inside the road and I get out of the car and dude looks at me and I look at the guy and he pulls over the same time I do. And he goes, are you seeing the same that I'm seeing? Uh And I was like, yeah. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Dude, this thing, I I don't care if anybody believes me at all. But this thing had to be at least, like, I don't know, 60, wow. 60 to 80 foot. Like, hmm. it was this big, giant saucer type shape. That's amazing. And when it came over, like, I could see it, like, the bottom the bottom of it, it looked like kind of like a pizza. Like you could see slices in it. It looked like somebody built it in their backyard, kind of, in a way, uh-huh. I guess. Uh-huh. Like, like, like it was literally like slices. And you, I, it was so low to the freaking ground, you could actually see rivets. I seen rivets wow. inside of it. I didn't see them around the actual like softer shape, mm-hmm. but I seen them around the rib line of all the slices. I didn't see them around the edges. I just seen them around the the actual, you know, horizontal flight. Yep. Wow. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like glowing or anything like that. It wasn't sparkly or it. It was more like it looked like stainless steel, to be honest. And um, it was so freaking close to the ground where like and all like I. I don't really know how to tell you this, but it was literally like 60 or 80 feet above the ground. Like it was, it was ungodly close to the ground. Hmm. That's amazing. And when, and this is the most craziest part about all this is the fact that I remember pulling over the side of the road and I looked at the dude and the dude looked at me and he said, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And I said, hell yeah. <laughs> he goes, this is effed up. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Wow. And it went over our heads, literally over our heads. And it made like a noise. And even though, I don't know, it made a noise and on top of it. It was like a vibration. Like, it was weird, and it made, like, a humming noise. Wow. And like the, you could feel it in your feet, in your torso, and just, I don't know, you could hear it. It was like a... It was a humming noise. It was, it was, it was I don't know, I've never heard anything like that in my life. It was just a weird humming noise. And it went right over my freaking head, dude. And when it went over my head, 
he looked at me and I looked at him and I jumped in my car and I flew over the, I flew over the bridge. And if you look this up in Google, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like there's a road called Sexton and I flew over Sexton because it was going that way real slow, but it was, I don't know. It was going faster than when it went over my head. Went over my head, it was like probably a half mile an hour. But when I went over Sexton, man, this thing, it it flew over my head. And then I tried to chase it the best I could, and it just disappeared. It just, I don't know, it went to a certain distance, and it stopped for a second. And then it just went, it was gone. Wow. Gone. It's the weirdest thing I ever witnessed in my life. And please ask me all the details you want because I, I want this to be credible because I've told a couple people in my family about this and they think I'm nuts. Well, <laughs> uh, I, and that's, that's the tough thing. There's those people that just don't want to believe it. doesn't matter what you would tell them. They just wouldn't want to believe it because it challenges their beliefs. And that's, there's nothing, not much you can do about that, but... Um, what I am curious about is, uh, I, when I saw a craft years ago, it was a, it was a saucer as well, but I'm curious if you can explain the shape, uh, any more specifically of what you saw when you saw it, uh, in the sky. Ask, ask all the questions you want and I'll describe the best I can. Well, explain the geometry of it as best you can, uh, from the side view, not necessarily from the bottom looking up. I want to say, well, I'm. Literally, this thing was literally like 65, 70, 80. It had to be no more than 80 feet above my head, and it was huge. So I'm guessing, uh, I'm guessing um, it had to be at least, a uh, hundred and... 100, 180, 180 to 200 feet Wow! in diameter. That's pretty So, cool. I mean, it was big, big. Now, was it giving off any lights? Was there lights on the craft at all that you observed? Uh, there was, yeah. See, that's the reason why I wanted you to ask me questions, because I might forget a little bit. There was like a, a not a glowing, but there was kind of like, I don't know, there's like a glowing on the outside, but it was really dim. It wasn't really bright, bright, mm-hmm. but around the actual edge of the craft, it was real, real dim. I mean, on the sense of like, if you look at your regular bulbs mm-hmm. in your house, it'd be like a, like a five, okay, like a 5% luminescent okay. bulb. Now, what was the, what was the atmospheric conditions like? Outside, was there any ambient light? Was it daylight? Was it dusk? What? What? Uh, it was nighttime. It was. A, it, it was about almost eleven o'clock. Okay. So, it was, but it was illuminated enough that you had no trouble seeing it at all. Um, oh no. Okay. Yeah, no. It, it, it was. I mean, the moonlight kind of set it off, but mm-hmm. it was still dark. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, that's. That's really powerful. And then you did say you were able to see the rivets, so that's, or, or what appears to be rivets. I mean, I, I don't pretend to yeah. know, to know that they're using what, rivets. That's what crazy. That's what crazed me because usually, you know, you, you hear all these. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. You know, sure. Yeah. And I hear a whole bunch of these. You know, oh, I've seen this. Oh, it's fused together metal. It's, uh, 
you know, everybody says one thing. I know what I've seen, sure. and I, nobody's going to tell me what I've seen right. except for me because I've seen it with my <laughs> two eyes. And I'm telling you, it literally looked like, you know what the Titanic looked like? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, the panels look like. the side? Yep. And That's exactly what it looked like. Right. Now, what, what I would say is, is that obviously if this is indeed a, a future or an advanced, uh, scientifically advanced craft, they may not be rivets at all. They just might be protrusions that resemble to us rivets. They may be any number of things that might be part of the propulsion system, how it creates a field around it, or it could be something to do with some sensor arrays or whatever, and we just don't know. Um, a lot of times people say, well, I saw it. It was like this seamless metal. It looked like there was no seams anywhere, and that's really common too, but you know, I, I, I don't think that that's the case for all of them. I actually, I actually looked up something about that. Like, well, mm -hmm. no, and... I, I heard a uh, a podcast about that, and they said that maybe, you know, I'm not saying aliens are real. I'm not saying God's real. I'm not saying any of this stuff's real. Sure. All I'm just saying is what I witnessed is right. what I witnessed. Absolutely. But end of story is the fact of I've heard people say that maybe they try to... um try to do the same thing that they see just so they don't mean to be so intrusive in the sense of we, you're talking about, you know, rivets, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like they do certain things in order to be like, Oh, well, we're just, you know, part of you type thing. And just oh, sure. that could be part of that too. Sure. It could be. You're right. And, and it's all speculation. Of course, I have no doubt that you saw what you say you saw. And I have no doubt that it was probably not one of ours. You know, I don't, uh, you hear the claims of, of them, there being very much advanced uh, uh, craft, but that are, you know, potentially reverse engineered by us. But, you know, I don't know that that's the case for sure. But usually those are triangular shaped craft there. They're called the TR-3B, um, which are allegedly reverse engineered from recovered alien craft. But what you're seeing is a saucer. And I don't know, of, of, you know, any projects that were allegedly ours that look like saucers. But uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I, what, what I saw was a saucer as well. And, and so that's why I found it very interesting. And, and before the show, I shared this with you. And it's not something I've shared very much on the show. After you shared, shared with me what you had experienced before we recorded, I said, you know, there's another experience that I had that was, you know, uh, probably about a year after my initial sighting of seeing that, that uh, flying saucer. And I was in, uh, in the house that I'm in now, and I was on the back porch. And I've recorded some pretty strange things out in my, back, out my backyard uh, with the night vision binoculars. But one thing that before I ever rigged up a, a, you know, a way to record on this night vision binoculars, I was just out looking around. And I saw a craft go overhead. It was circular, and now it was directly above me, heading over to the top of me. But one thing that I marveled at, and it was very quick, it was only like a three-second sighting as it went right over me. Uh, I just happened to get out there, look skyward, and boom, there it came. And it was just where it went right over. And what I saw was what you described, these pizza slice-looking things. It's like the bottom of this circular, uh, this, of this saucer was segmented in like pizza slices, like you'd look at a pizza pie from the top down or, or any other kind of pie, and you'd see the slices made through the middle and 
making these little wedges. Well, that's what I saw on the bottom of that craft. So I was very taken with your story because it really is the, the, very similar to what I experienced in my second sighting. So very cool. Yeah. Well, that's cool that, you know, you actually believe me. You well, know? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. And I think, I think again, it takes a lot of courage to come on the show and, and to share these things. And, and, uh, you know, you're not asking for, you know, for your name to be attached to everything. You're like, Hey, you can use my yeah. name. Um, and I appreciate that. But, you know, for the most part, people that share, do share their experiences on the show, choose to be more anonymous. And I can understand it because a lot of, a lot of people are not ready to put their, you know, their whole identity on top of this, but, um, yeah, on top of that, a lot of people, you know, they might, you know, contact you and criticize you sure. just because of what you witnessed. And Absolutely. I don't want to deal with that just because, you know, yeah. just cause I witnessed something right. and you don't believe it. Why should you criticize me? Right. You know exactly. I mean? Yeah, exactly. And no, man, I'm, I'm just really thrilled that you came on the show tonight and, and shared these things with me, Travis. It's been an absolute pleasure, but we're about out of time tonight, but Thank you so much, man. This has been a lot of fun talking to you. I really appreciate that, you know, you actually let me on here. And hopefully if anything else, you know, crazy happens. (laughs) Keep me in mind. Keep me in mind. All right. That (laughs) sounds wonderful. And, uh, yeah, thank you. And keep us in mind if anything else happens, as you said. And uh, it really means the world to me. Thanks so much for your support of the show. I really appreciate that, brother. Okay, I appreciate it too, bro. All right, have a great night. You too. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash paranormalportalradio, as well as finding us on Twitter. We're on Twitter at paranormalportal, P-O-R-T-L, and uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. We got hundreds of shows, journeys into the paranormal portal. So I hope you'll check it out. Check it out, guys. We're over there at YouTube.com/paranormalportal. So hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So we love you all. Be good. Be kind. Be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day, and remember to laugh as much as you can. 